With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, start playing. You got that wired for sound? What are you doing here? I'm having a little conversation. You're listening to a radio station. Every wire, every airway. Bradley. Bradley. Lord, I just want to talk some more. No, Brad's a machine. Oh, he really means it, Brad. You're on the air. Call 617-254-1030 to join in. Jay talking. I want to talk to him. Tell him the way things are. On WBZ. WBZ, News Radio 1030. I tell you, it's humid. We'll talk about that later. Tell you what to expect in the future. But uh, one of my favorite guests here, one of my favorite people, actually, Chris Russo is here. He's an independent insurance agent. Some would say the independent insurance agent. He works out of uh, Medway, Milford Street in Medway. And it's great when he comes in because generally we find out ways to, A, save money on insurance, and, B, get bigger bang for the buck on insurance. Take a look at what we might be missing out on that we need. How you doing? Doing well. How are you? Very, very well. One thing uh, that you brought with us, brought to us this time is information about new insurance concerns things popping up that people have to worry about insurance wise all the time there was there was uber and that was all up in the air did they figure that out they did they figured uber uber out on the insurances i mean you know technology and things are constantly changing what was the what were the issues with uber and what did they decide because i know a lot of people don't take ride share because of insurance concerns, I guess. Well, some, I guess, but but realistically, with 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 uh, you know Uber and, and the rideshare service, Uber and Lyft, et cetera, et cetera. So the insurance companies, you know that that type of if you are driving, you're basically a taxi or a, or a limousine, and that is excluded under the Massachusetts auto policy. So what happens is is that Lyft and Uber does provide some type of coverage for. There's basically three phases, and the part that the part that that was missing was. When, you're, when you flip your app on, when you turn your app on, you start working for Uber or Lyft and you're waiting to pick up a ride, the Uber and Lyft rideshare insurance that they have did not cover that until you actually accepted a ride and went to pick the passenger up. So there was that when you're driving around looking for a fare or waiting for a fare, there was that issue where the mass auto policy would not cover you and the Uber po- or Lyft policy would not start until... You actually got the job. So there's that gap there. How'd they fix it? So what happens is the all, the, not all, but most of the insurance companies doing business in Massachusetts now offer an endorsement, and there's a charge for it. The charge varies depending on company, but there is an opportunity for Uber and Lyft drivers or rideshare drivers to purchase the coverage to fill in that gap. All right. Now, there are new things to think about, like Airbnb and a thing called Turo. Yeah, so right. it's it's the, like I said, the, things are constantly changing with technology and new things that, quite frankly, the insurance industry is not ready to handle at this point. So you have you have things like Airbnb and other uh, places where you can rent your house out for the weekend or for a week, or you have a vacation house and you can you rent it out. A lot of people used to use different websites, and now they a lot of them use Airbnb. 
Um, and quite frankly, Airbnb, I think, personally, on a personal note level, I think it's fantastic. You love it. Love it. You've used it. Uh, in California, my family used it, and it was it's beautiful. It's great. Really and what's great, great about it? Better it's, bang it's, for the buck. It's, better it's, deal. You know, for a, for a larger family to stay in a hotel, you need three or four rooms or a couple yeah. of rooms or whatever it is. It's expensive. Yeah. And for Airbnb, with it, with typically with Airbnbs, you can get a house that's ten times better than a simple hotel room for you know less money. So, what are the insurance concerns with Airbnb that are different from say? If you have a rental unit, so so what happens with with right now in the insurance business, their insurance industry, there's 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 they haven't really addressed it. So the the policy will the homeowner's policy typically will let you rent your house if you have Airbnb. In essence, if the, the inside the policy, if you if you read through it, the interpretation is to let you do it on an occasional basis. So if you occasionally rent your house out for the weekend, it's okay. But a lot of people aren't doing it occasionally, and that's where the rub is. So right now, there's a lot of confusion in the industry of is it covered or is it not covered? What's and no one seems to know. What's occasional? That's a question. They have a that's a good question. So I wouldn't want to have that fuzziness. I wouldn't want to have the possibility they'll now, say, well, that's Air- not Airbnb, you're not covered. Airbnb and other home share uh, services do offer insurance in case your homeowner's policy won't pay. Uh-huh. But the our industry needs to address this situation. Yeah. Because eventually some house is going to burn down or somebody's going to slip and fall down the stairs and get hurt. And, so, and there's going to be... So eventually the courts will decide or the insurance companies can finally take the bull by the horn and, and either cover it or not cover it. Because I, I know a lot of folks are considering Airbnb their house out because people make a lot of money. I right. have a friend who... She has people stay right on her living room floor on an air mattress, and people pay. It's crazy. Seventy-five bucks. It's crazy. In the South End, seventy-five bucks. Would I do that? I don't. I don't think so. Well, the sad facts. My wife and I were thinking of coming into uh, into town and staying over on Saturday night. Good luck finding a hotel room in the city this Saturday. What about Airbnb? That's a good question. I don't know. Might have so, to check that who out. Who knows what's going to happen? What's going on in town? Just, just want to come. I in have and no idea. Yeah, hang we, out. my wife and I, my in-laws are in town, so we're, we have we're trying to just slide Get, out for the night with oh. the kids. You know how that is. You know. So then there's drones. There's, yeah. So there's there's a bunch of other things right now. There's Airbnb. The insurance industry doesn't know how to handle drones or something new. When they wrote the policy back in 1991, or the other edition, they wrote a new pol- a different type of a different edition of the policy in 2000. That was 18 years ago. Yeah. Drones didn't exist. Airbnb didn't exist. Uber didn't exist. Right. Um, so right now, drones are covered under the under the under an insurance policy. If your drone does some property damage somehow or injures somebody, right now drones are covered without any additional premium. Without additional premium, because it's not excluded. So the so under under any type of insurance policy, the saying is it's it's covered unless it's ex- it's always covered unless it's excluded under right. the policy. So that means that insurance companies lose money because they're covering something and getting nothing up front for it. Well, they just can't take it into consideration. The premium's not being charged for the exposure at this point yeah. because they don't know how to deal with it. So they need to they need to, they need need to to sit down as an industry and decide, are we going to cover this or are we not going to cover this? So at some point, might they cover it officially, but then everybody's premium would go up? I, I think realistically with drones, I don't think there's that much of an exposure. Uh-huh. There's some exposure. Yeah. Um, but but anytime, anytime they're going to cover, add on an additional coverage 
chances are the rates probably will go up. Yeah, I think I'd rather have it be not. I think I would like it to be excluded. That way, the person who has a drone would pay for that coverage. Right, so they can do it one of two ways. They can cover on every policy and raise everybody's rates, or they can exclude it and say it's not covered, but you can, if you want the coverage, you can buy an endorsement. I would assume that's all they're going to probably do it. And but now the newest, the newest thing, which is crazy, is you is uh, there's a website. There's several websites. One of them is Turo, T-U-R-O, which you can rent your car out. So if you're not using your car this weekend, you can rent your car That's through this genius, website man. for for whatever you want. Per you list your car on this website, and you can charge whatever you want per day, and you can rent your car out if you're not using it. If you have the stomach for letting somebody else drive your so car. So that's also, that's another conf- another thing right now is that, you know, if if I rent, if I borrow, if I rent your car for $30 a day for a week and I wrap it around a telephone pole, is my, is your Massachusetts auto policy going to pay because you rented that car to me? Well, what about now? Is it? It's still in question. No one seems to know. No one seems to know. No one has had that case. So the insurance. So our industry has to address the situation. Has it come up ever? I'm sure it has come up. Now these companies, these companies do offer insurance, but again, you you don't have to buy it. Right. You don't have to buy it. It's like when you rent a car. When you go on vacation and you rent a car, you don't have to buy the extra insurance. And realistically, in Massachusetts, you don't need to buy the extra insurance. When you go, say you, you you got you go on vacation, and you go to Florida, and you go to the rental counter, they always try to sell you this collision damage waiver I know. extra insurance. Yeah, I know. If you live in Massachusetts and you have a personal, not business, but a personal auto policy, and you have full coverage on your car, collision and comprehensive full coverage, your auto Massachusetts auto policy will extend to cover that rental vehicle as if it's your own car. So if you wrap that rental car around a tree or you catches on fire, your Massachusetts auto policy will pay for the damage to the rental car. All right, so I'll ask you the same series of questions I always do on this. Number one, people say, well, if you, you they'll say, the company will say, well, if you take this, it won't affect your, and you have an accident, it won't affect your personal insurance. We just deal with it. They'll never find out. You won't get whacked with any sort of surcharge or anything. That's not true, correct? It depends. Most likely it's not true. So they sell, basically what they sell is they call a collision damage. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Collision damage waiver. And all that simply is, is that if you get into an accident, they'll pay your deductible. So if I wrap a, if I go on vacation and I rent a car and I buy the collision damage waiver at the rental counter and I wrap that car around a tree or it catches on fire, what's going to happen is the rental car company is still going to come to me and say, 
hey, Chris, you owe us $25,000 because you damaged our car. Yeah. So I'm still going to my insurance policy, and my insurance policy is still paying. The collision damage waiver is simply just going to pay my $500 deductible. Really? That's, that's it? That's it. So it's- That's it. Okay. Chris Russo is with us talking insurance, how to make sure you are getting the best deal, not overpaying. There are certain great value products you can get, maybe you should think about. Sometimes you can ratchet up your coverage a little more for uh, not much money. Maybe There are those of you who want to just cheap out too. I, I'm not one of those people. Now we're talking about, we, we managed to get to collision damage waiver on the car and whether or not you should get it. And we did need to break, but I want to clarify. You go over to the counter, they always ask you, do you want collision damage waiver? If you don't, you're going to have to sign here. They do that to make you feel like... Yeah, plus you're traveling. Bad. You get off the plane, all you want to do, is, tired. Get, all you want to do is get to the hotel yeah. and go to the pool. So you all. think from it, I don't know. So you say, no, you're, you're very much in the no, don't get it camp. No, because, it's, because as long as you have a Massachusetts auto policy with full coverage in your personal yeah. name... That rental car is automatically covered under your Massachusetts auto policy. And all that money, all that collision damage waiver is going to do is pay your deductible, which is only 500 bucks. Or 1000 depends. Or 1000 And collision damage waiver is expensive, like it's, at least 25 bucks. right? It's crazy. It's, so over, for a week, that's 150 bucks or yeah. so. You, you know, that's a third of the maximum you'd get paid. They do, they do actually offer, the rental car companies will actually offer you you can pay more for their – so the collision damage waiver is like their bottom tier one. You can actually pay like higher $30 a day to actually buy insurance from them. But if you have a mass auto policy with full yeah. coverage, Why would you, do name, you don't need it. So if you don't have a mass policy, uh, are they only going to pay $500? What do they pay if you don't have a mass policy and you do get collision damage waiver? Do they pay the whole thing? All your – Damage. So what happens is if you have a Massachusetts auto policy and I wrap a rent, I rent a car, I wrap it around a tree, okay? Yeah. The rent a car companies come into my insurance company. Yeah. What if you don't have insurance? Then you're then you're probably getting a bill in the mail. So you're bad on the, day on the hook for it. So they're bad not gonna day. they're not gonna pay now. I now for when anything? I say Massachusetts auto policy, I'm I've been licensed in Massachusetts for 31 years. All I know is Massachusetts. And you have to have a policy. So if you're if you're in a different state, you want to talk to yeah. your independent insurance agent in that state. But say if they didn't. If there was a state that didn't require you to have it and you got collision damage waiver, what would they pay? Because they're not going to pay a deductible because you don't have a deductible. What do they just pay? It's nothing? All in, it's, all, it's all in the 41-page contract that you sign at the rental counter because I'm sure everybody reads that rental. So agreement. do they pay nothing? Wink, wink. To, if, I don't they, know. Yeah, no. If you don't have collision, the waiver doesn't do anything because there is no deductible to waive. So, so basically, basically, before you go on your vacation- or you're going to rent the car, call your independent insurance agent and say, do I need to buy the coverage? Okay. What about this? I, I preached preached this to someone, and they said, yeah, but where they get you, where they get you is loss of use. And collision damage waiver protects you from loss of use charges. So, so what loss of use means for a rental car company is the rental car company says to you, hey, Bradley, if you wreck this rent, if you damage this rental car, and it's in the shop being repaired, and we can't rent the car out. Yeah, we are having it. If we can prove that we that we can't rent, if we can prove that we have no other rental cars left, and we could have you, we could have rented your car that you damaged. But since you damaged it, we can't rent it. If they can prove that, there's a good chance that 
you could be held liable for that. Okay. okay. However, it it's also covered under property damage. It's also covered under your auto policy. It is? Yep. Yep. Under, under ah, property damage. Okay. So that's good to know. Anyway, what would a loss of use run maximally? I mean, what if they can get, what do they get, 50 bucks a day for a car? Well, I mean, it depends how, how long, long could be in the shop. Depends. Like, Who knows? I've seen cars. I've seen, I've seen cars in the shop for a month before, if it's more sometimes. So that would be 30 times 50 yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 30 times 50 is 1,500 bucks. No, 15,000. 15,000? Right. No. No, 30 times 50 is 50, yes, 15, yeah, 1,500. Okay. Yeah, 1,500. So let's go to Jen in Boston. I use a calculator every day. Let's go to Jen in Boston. He, hello, Jen. Hi, Bradley. Hi, Chris. Hey, Jen. Uh, so I just have a quick question, and it's more clarity, I think. So you had said, and I knew about the rental coverage, you know, going over to a rental, uh, going your insurance coverage going over to a rental. Would that cover somebody, like if my policy is in my husband's name, and I'm just a driver on his policy, is it still covered? It is, yes, it is. Okay, that's what I thought. I yep. just, but you made me question it when you said good question. It is your name. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you for the clarification. Yep. I appreciate it. Good to know. Look at that. She can sleep tight tonight. That's why it's good to have an independent insurance agent, right? Because if you do have one, you can call that agent up, like Chris, and ask that kind of question. If you don't have one, then you cannot. Correct. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's you, kind well, of you could probably thing. call an eight hundred number. They might, they may be able to help you. Everything's done. A lot of things are done online now. No one wants, no one wants to talk to anybody anymore. <laughs> oh, I know. It's crazy. Uh, I, I was on hold for one hour and ten minutes. Wow. With Iceland Air, and then I said when they picked it up, you know, I've been on hold an hour and ten minutes. We're very sorry about the delay. Thanks for your patience. Like, <laughs> it, like he knew he didn't care. I always Whatever. ask him. I always say, "Are you the are you the only person working?" Yeah. Or I say they really need to hire more customer service people. You know how it says, your call is really important to us. Please stay on the line. If it were really important to them, they would hire more people. <laughs> okay. You mentioned uh, trampolines. Trampolines fall into an insurance category of what and how does it dealt with? And do you have any trampoline stories? All right. So tr- trampolines, this is, this, is a, this is my opinion. Just my opinion. Trampolines are very dangerous. Uh, kids get hurt on them all the time. Um, insurance companies don't like them because when little Sally Sue falls off the trampoline and breaks her ankle, arm, right. etc., then then lawsuits ensue. So, you know, fifty years ago, if if the kid next door was at your house and got hurt. Right, you put a bandaid on it, put a cast on their arm, and they're good. Yeah, not anymore. We have family suing family, neighbors suing neighbors, friends suing friends. So the tramp trampolines are taboo in the homeowners insurance world. However, that being said, there are a couple companies out there that really have no issue have no issue with them, provided that they have the netting that goes around. So you can't you go can't up and then you land can't fall out. Cement. You can't fall out. Yeah. However, other companies say, "Yeah, that's great that you have a net around your trampoline, but that means when two kids hit each other in the head, now you got a head injury." So we're still getting sued. So there are very few companies out there that like trampolines. Why the heck would anyone have a trampoline? I don't get it. People do. People do for the kids. They say it's good exercise, et cetera, et cetera. What uh, are other trampoline-like things that can be? Maybe cost you money, your 
Cost you money insurance wise. Well, I mean, there's things that insurance companies don't like, right? They don't. We don't like insurance industry and uh, insurance companies, not agents, but companies don't like trampolines. They also don't like certain breeds of dogs. They typically don't like any, you know, Dobermans, pit bulls, any type of mastiffs, uh, German shepherds, and and the list goes on. Every company has their own uh, prohibited dog list that we have to go by. Um, and again, as an agent, we have to abide by the company's underwriting guidelines. So what do you do? You have to get a rider? Or you have to no, get there are, extra there are, coverages? for. There a- are companies out there that will, as an agent, it depends on the dog. So we'll have a conversation with a client and say, you have a Doberman, okay? We'll talk to you about the Doberman, about, you know, did it, because they're going to ask us as an agent. They're going to say, did it undergo, you know, any type of training, have you, as an agent, have I been to your house to see the dog? No kidding. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. insurance coverage is based on sometimes a very non-formulaic personal No, it's because it's, anecdotal it's, it's, information. Some companies say, if you have a pit bull, we're not writing it. Yeah. Or you have a Doberman, we're not touching it. Yeah. Other companies will say, let's have a conversation about it. It's one, It's the, what's the saying? Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. If you have... You know, a decent driving record, two nice cars, hire a lot, you know, you know, a good auto policy, and then you have a nice home, and you happen to have a dog that's on their list. We, as an agent, can have a conversation with the company and say, you know, is this something we can look at? All right. And then they, we let them make the decision, but we just provide them with information. Well, what about a swimming pool? All right, swimming pool is really not a big deal. It's pretty vanilla. Now we call it. It's pretty ordinary to have a swimming pool, or not ordinary, but a lot of people have swimming pools. Uh, insurance companies have no. Most of them have no issue with diving boards. The thing that we don't see anymore that the insurance companies always had a problem with was slides. Yeah, people aren't putting slides in their pools anymore. But uh... it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, I can remember in the you know late 80s, there were slides everywhere and the problem with slides and the insurance companies didn't like the slides is because you know ideally the the, the kids would go down one at a time but that really never happened they go down five at a time and little yeah. little billy would fly off the slide and land on the on cement the, on the patio and uh yeah would he'd get hurt that's just the way it is his teeth would be knocked yeah, out so. ah! and then of course little billy's parents would sue your parents and the lawsuits would fly and that's just kind of how it is and but. then no more Friday evenings with cocktails yeah, between no, neighbors because uh, they hate each other. Yeah, it's just it's it's awful. I mean, people, it's just people. People have ruined friendships over because in order to sue somebody, in order to get to somebody's insurance company, you have to sue that person. So if your next door neighbor's uh, son or daughter got hurt, and and you wanted to collect from the next door from the from your neighbor's insurance policy. You'd actually have to sue make your neighbor personal. directly. Are you going to make it personal? You get a paper that says and then, Bob yeah, you're, is suing yep. Joe. Oh, and the, the, the letter's awful. I tell people after when they're in a bad accident, I said, look, if you get a letter from an, attor- from, an, from an attorney from the other party, don't take the letter personal. Don't is it designed take, to scare you? It just says, you know, you're negligent. You're, you're, you, yeah, it's, just, it's a bad letter. 
It's just a bad letter. It's a bad letter to get, but the way they word them are, you know, it's due to your negligence. It's just a, it makes you out to be a bad person. Do people, when they get that letter, need to get a lawyer, or, or does this insurance company? No, so what, so what happens is if you get a letter from an attorney uh, in reference to an accident where you, you're being sued, basically, uh, all you need to do is take that letter, send it to your insurance company. The insurance company will, in turn, uh, contact the attorney, and then they'll start the process of— Or you can t- take it to your independent insurance agent, right? Right, and then we just send it. We email them to the insurance, to the adjuster cool. at the insurance company and say, But you can you say go. along with it, eh, Bradley J. is a good guy. It's probably good. Yeah, well, <laughs> you are, but that's, uh, let's be, you know. All right. So anything else? That, are there any things that people can do to their homes to safen them up, maybe save money on premiums, uh, but certainly make it less likely that they will get on the hook for some li- yeah, so, liability? So we, we still see, after all these years, we still, pe- we see still, we still see homeowners policy come in, come in our, policies come in our office with $500 deductible. If you have a $500 deductible on your homeowners, you really need to tomorrow morning call your independent insurance agent and say, how much would I save if I increase my deductible from $500 to 1000 You will save hundreds, a couple hundred dollars a year, in most cases, to increase your deductible simply yeah. from $500 to 1000 Right. Now, the risk you're taking is you're only risking the possibility of losing an extra 500 because now you're going to have to give them 1000 instead of 500 So if you're willing to risk the possibility of losing the extra 500 the difference, right. you're going to save $200 a year. Which, if your house is not burned down in well, two and so a half you break, years, then you, you break, break even. even. You, simple math, right? Your break-even point is two and a half years. Yeah. The odds of having a homeowner's claim once every two and a half years is slim. Yeah. It's slim. If, if you do, then you have so, a problem. But we see it all the time where people still have $500 deductible. So that's a real quick, that's a real easy thing to do. And actually, realistically, you're not, so if you, have a, if you have a $500 deductible, the difference, you're not going to put a claim in for $300. And what I mean by that is if you had $800 worth of damage to your ceiling because the tub overflowed, yeah. and it's $800 and you have a $500 deductible, as an agent, and as a consumer, you don't want to put a claim in for two or three hundred dollars. Right. So you're not going to put a claim in anyways. anyways. So save the, the save yeah. the money, take the higher deductible because you're not going to put a small claim in anyways. That's genius. So. One other thing uh, on car insurance, I forgot to ask. People say, "Hey, you don't need," and I know you don't want to get the collision damage waiver anyway. But the reason they give is, well, your credit card. If you have a major credit card that has insurance, that always has struck me as wrong. Well, it, am I correct that it's I wrong? I have as an as an agent, and everybody in my office, we have the same conversation. We don't give any advice on what your credit. We're we're. I always tell everybody the sign on the door says insurance. We don't give advice to any any of our clients yeah. as far as what their credit card covers or doesn't cover. Yeah, that's between them and the credit card company. Because yeah. I'm sure not all credit cards are the same. Not all plans are the. So we tell people when they mention the credit card, we say, well, just you know what we should do is after you hang up with me, call the credit card company and ask them, because I I certainly don't know enough about how credit cards work. Uh, as far as insurance and what it covers and what it doesn't cover. I get a feeling a lot of credit card companies wouldn't even know. I wouldn't trust the information you get. When you call them, call them up, they, they know stuff like uh, interest rates. Nobody asks them about that, and they're not going to know. Well, it must be there something. They're going to go look yeah. it up. That's what they're going to do. Maybe. Yeah. Let me check it out. And Everything's on online now. And they don't have a clue. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, credit card. I mean, you can. I don't. I. I can't really say whether it works. Well, or you not. as a do, you as a guy, not as an insurance agent. What would would you 
ever trust your the insurance that any credit card says it has. No, because I just have my own insurance like everybody else. Right. In Massachusetts. Yeah. It's Diane in Lowell. Hello, Diane. Hi there. How are you How's doing? it going? It's going. It's Good. brutal out here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm talking about the weather. I'm right with you, Bradley. Everything you say about this weather, I'm right in back of you. It stinks. I hate, it. I hate it. Chris doesn't like it too much either. I don't either. like it either. Oh, it's awful. Okay, a couple of questions. Uh, glass on cars, is it covered under everything or just a certain kind of insurance? So glass is covered under comprehensive, which is part number nine on your auto insurance. Okay. Comprehensive is also known as fire and theft. It used to be called fire and theft a long right. time ago. Yeah. So as long as you have comprehensive coverage, comprehensive. you have glass coverage. It's automatically included. Okay, that was what and, I'm asking. And the other thing, too, is you should have no deductible. Okay. So really? you call any glass company you want. They'll come right to your home or office. They'll repair it. You won't even see the bill. Oh. Now, a couple of things, though. Just one other thing. Since these online companies have come into Massachusetts, when you go online to buy your policy, uh, more often than not, when people buy policies online, they have a $100 glass deductible. So if you bought a policy from, from an independent insurance agent, you wouldn't have a deductible. But a lot of these online places automatically put a $100 glass deductible on. But anyways, so you want to check okay. your policy. Okay. Can I ask a couple more sure. questions? Um, the, you were just talking about swimming pools and jumping, whatever you call those. Trampolines. Trampolines. Tra- yes. Okay. So if someone gets hurt on one of those, I don't have it, any, but my neighbors do, and my granddaughter plays over there. So if there was an accident and... And there was a lawsuit. Does that person get a surcharge like they do on car insurance accidents? No. So it would go. So what happens is they would get the the neighbor who has a trampoline would get a would get a typically get a letter in the in the mail from an attorney saying, you know, Mary Mary got hurt. You're responsible. Uh-huh. So it would go on your insurance, but but realistically, uh-huh. the insurance your that that person's homeowner's insurance most likely wouldn't go up from oh, just okay. that one claim. Okay, because you know with the cars, what is it, a six-year surcharge? Yes, it is a six-year surcharge. Yeah, it's a, it's a horrible system, but that's a different topic. Where does that topic. money go? Who gets that? The insurance the companies get that money. Really? Yeah. Besides the insurance that you're already paying them? Correct. Wow. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So here's, here's how I look at it. Here's how I look at it. It's unfair. That's a double whammy. But how about this? Ready? It's a double whammy, but make it worse. Uh-huh. Like I tell people, if you get a speeding ticket, right. how much did it cost the insurance company? Nothing. Right. Right. If I get a speeding ticket, what did it cost the insurance company? Nothing. But yet okay. they're going to surcharge me and collect more premium from me? Oh. Didn't cost them a dime if I get a speeding ticket. Is that just lobbying? It's just the way that – it's you know what? It's just an imperfect system. It's just the way the system is set Is it really up. justified? I mean, it's justified on the – on the basis that, oh, you're a worse driver than we thought. We need to try charge you more. You're a higher risk than well, we thought. Well, they, they, they base it on statistics. Like risk. Risk. Statistics. They have actuaries who, who crunch numbers all day, and, and they're very smart people. What's the deal in Massachusetts as far as fault goes? What if you didn't do anything and somebody T-bones you? Are you on the hook for half of it? No. So you're on. We use comparative negligence here in Massachusetts. Yeah. So the only time you're going to get surcharged if you're is if you are found to be more than 50% at fault. I would never do that. So times times when you're going to be found at fault in Massachusetts, more than 50%, you hit somebody in the rear, you're at fault. You're taking a left across traffic, you're at fault. You have what we call a control, a stop sign, yield sign, red light, you're at fault. You're backing up, you're at fault. You're 
exiting automatic. automatic. Those are the standards of fault in Massachusetts. You're, you're exiting from a driveway into a side street, a oh. side street onto a main road, you're at fault. Exiting oh. driveway, main road. So you're ex- I'm pulling out a WBZ tonight onto the road out here, and I pull out in front of a car. Yep. It's my it's fault. On you. What was the other one? There's, so you, you, main, the street-related one? So you have pulling out of a driveway onto a side street or a side street onto a main road. You're at fault. Side street. Okay. Yeah. What about if you, you're texting? Are you automatically at fault? No, you're not, you're not texting. You should be. It's, you should be. That's another oh, crazy oh. thing. Uh, you know what? It's funny. You go, you go to the, you ride the bus a lot, right? Yeah. You should. How many people do you see? Look, next time, next time you ride, look, everybody's texting. It's right. crazy. Yeah. Like I, I, my wife tells me all the time. She's like, it's like half the people out there are like drunk drivers. Yes. It's the same thing. They're people are all over the place. What about and if you are DUI automatic, right? It's 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 well, yeah, it's automatic. DUI is a strategy. A if you're at nighttime, you get in an accident. Can you assume the other guy person? Is probably under the influence. Are you smart to say to the officer, "Look, will you test that guy?" Well, I would. I mean, if you're involved in a, a pretty decent sized accident, you should you know call the police. Call the police department. Yeah. How do you know, by the way, under what circumstances or conditions do you need to call the cops and whatnot? Do you know? I mean, some that? people say every accident should call the police, but yeah. you know the police are overburdened with other things. Yeah. I mean, if 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 what you, you Bradley, if you tap somebody in the rear and they got a scratch on your bumper, is it worth calling the police? Probably. I don't not. know the rule though. There is no rule. Okay. There is no rule. Fine. You just ex- exchange information. Yeah. Okay. Hey, thanks, Diane. You're welcome. All right. We have Ernie in New Hampshire. Ernie. Hi, Bradley. Hello. Hi, Chris. Hey, Ernie. Hey, Chris. I got two quick questions. Sure. I got a 2010 Honda Civic. When is the time to drop uh, collision? All right. Is so, like a formula? You know well, I mean, it's, it's there's no set formula, but I ask a couple of questions. Sure. How much is it worth, Ernie? It's worth about seventy. It's only. It's got low miles. It's worth about seventy five hundred dollars. And what do you know? What the collision part of your policy is yeah, costing you? Yeah, I just looked you? at it. it, it, it I got a thousand dollar deductible. They're charging me two fifty nine. All right. So here's here's my thought. Okay. Two hundred and fifty nine dollars is not a lot of money to insure seventy five hundred. Okay. Yeah. But. So, so that's 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 my thought. I'm retired. I don't drive a lot. So, what I also tell people now, it, it also has to do with your financial situation. What I mean by that is, if you totaled the car tomorrow and you didn't have collision, could you afford to go buy a new one? I mean, I could, but it would take you. Know, I would have to dip into my savings. Yeah, and so oh, I know some people. Some people. Some clients of mine, quite frankly, have have collision on cars that are worth twenty five hundred dollars because if they get into an accident, they yeah. can't afford to buy another car. Okay. So, but I, but my opinion is, you know, if your car is worth, you know, three thousand dollars and the collision was two fifty nine, I would say take the collision off. Oh, okay. But yeah, I would keep it on for now. Okay, so so you recommend I keep? Yeah, because I, but I, because I think the premium is worth the, yeah, the the value you're getting if something happens. Okay, and another quick one. I did go through a red, speaking of law. I went through a red light law last year, and I, I'm appealing it. Now, as I entered the light, it was green, and the traffic in front of me slowed down. And then I, I, I did go through a red light. You know what I'm following the traffic. You yep. know what I'm saying? Is that worth fighting? It's. I, I suggest everybody because it. Even, even. I've had people back into parked cars. It was clearly their fault. Yeah. But the surcharge. But, but somehow they, you know, basically said to the court, "Have mercy on me. I've never had a ticket, or it's been so, you know, whatever." So there's no yeah. downside. It's there's yeah. It's no down. There's no downside, especially so, if you're retired. You're not going to miss a day's worth of work. So. Right. So th- throw myself at the mercy of the court. And yeah, and hope for the best. So okay. how'd that work? You were approaching the light, and it was green, and then 
How well, did you go through a red one? Here's what, here's what happened, Bradley. I'm going through, uh, you know, an intersection in Lowell, you know, for, and, it, and, and I'm, I know as I'm heading into it, it's, it was green, and I looked up quickly. I see it quickly turning yellow, and it seemed like it was a quick, quick red light. And next thing I know, I'm saying to myself, I'm halfway through the intersection. I'm going through a red light. I'm not denying I didn't go through a red light, but I'm following the flow of the traffic. You know what I'm saying? Nope, I don't. So you got stuck in the intersection, sort of? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, to me, it was a quick light. You know what I mean? I mean I'm not denying that I didn't go through a red light, but it, like, it, to me... Huh. That sometimes happens when you go through and you get kind of stuck in an intersection. Yeah. I mean, and I'm you're like, oh, crap, I can't go anywhere. Right. So you're, kinda, you're in the box when it turns red, kind of? Yeah, I'm probably like right in the middle of the half... I'm like halfway through the intersection when, when it, it turns did. red. Because your normal procedure through so, the intersection was impeded by slow traffic. All yeah, right. Well, I had a choice. I could have jammed my brakes on, which is probably more dangerous. Right. So, like I said, I, the car... Yeah, give it like, a shot. You got nothing to lose. That's what I say. Okay. Thanks, Ernie. I bet you the court hears that story a million times a day. It was a quick light. Yeah, I've heard them all. Oh, whatever that is, it's a quick light. Braintree, Alice, in Braintree Hi Land. There. Hi. Um, I had a quick question. I have a situation where I live in a three-way intersection. Um, it's kind of like a side street, uh, so it's not heavily traveled, but we get enough traffic here. But my neighbor across the street installed one of those um, portable basketball hoops. And I'm having all kinds of problems with the kids all over my front lawn. They're hitting the house with the basketball. I can't leave my car in the driveway. I'm afraid it's going to get hit or damaged. So I've asked him twice to move it, and I put it in writing to him twice, and he's refusing to move it. Uh, does he have liability, or is this going to have to come out of my insurance if I suffer damage from this? So like if your car were to get damaged by the basketball or the house yeah, or whatever? Get a broken window. So the so so here's this is just my opinion. I'm not an attorney, but here's my opinion. My opinion or my thought is that um, the child who were who the the child who threw the basketball or shot the basketball off your car would be responsible. Their family would be responsible. Okay. So in other words, he put the basketball hoop up. That doesn't necessarily damage you what's damaging your house would be a basketball it's like a golf ball i hit a golf ball or bradley hits a golf ball and it goes into the and it and it it, it goes into a parking lot and hits a car right whoever hit the golf ball or whoever threw the basketball is going to be legally responsible okay so you can relax it's a major nuisance that's but yes yeah, so we have neighbors who have like trees overhanging you know the next door neighbor has a old tree hanging over your your fence over the fence, but if it falls, it's going to squash your car or hit your house. Right. So we have neighbors, or we suggest to neighbors. I mean, first we suggest you go over with a six pack of beer and have a conversation right. with them. And some 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 people just don't get along with each other. So what happens is we always suggest that you write since you're not since typically you don't have a great relationship with them. I would, you know, a situation with like a tree, I would say, put a letter in writing, put them on us so that, that the tree is rotted, it needs to be taken down. And if yeah. they don't take the tree down, at least you put them on notice. So if the tree did fall down and you suffered damage, then they would be negligent because you did notify them that the tree was rotted. And if you go see yeah. Judge Judy, make sure you bring that yes. paper with you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, yeah. Alice. <clears throat> wow, a lot of calls. We have three minutes. Short time call for Angie in Salem. Angie. Hi, Joe. Uh, 
I can't talk tonight. Bradley, how you doing? Good. Um, We're here. Chris is with me. Uh, hi, hi, Chris. How you doing? Good, how are you? Uh, quick question because it's three minutes, and also I, I can relate to neighbors like that because they slam doors and stuff. Okay. But anyway, uh, my quick question is for Chris. Is um, you mentioned about getting a speeding ticket and insurance not, not uh, you pay. I mean, they don't pay anything. What what if it? The what if it's not you and it's the other car? It's it's a private or a company car, and they, and they they were the ones that hit you first, and it's not you know what happens? Is that your fault? So can you give me an example? Because I'm kind of they hit you first. So you know you're talking well, about I mean, speeding like, ticket, then you're talking well, hitting. You, and I, I got I'm a little sorry, confused. Speeding here. ticket. I'm sorry. So if you got a speeding ticket in a company car. Yeah, like you said, like if you're in your own car, you said that if you get a speeding ticket, your insurance pays nothing. What if it's the other person that hit you, that got that? I mean, what? I mean, let's see. I we're guess. confused. You don't get. Uh, if you right, got, you mean if you got into, else? If you got, I mean, uh, Angie, if you got into an accident or if you get a speed. Or, oh, if you get a speeding ticket. I mean, I'm saying if you get a speeding ticket. What if it's a company car? And it's okay, so a speeding ticket. So if you get a, a speeding ticket, it doesn't matter what whose car. You could be driving my car. It doesn't matter. Because they're called operator points. So if you're operating a car in Massachusetts and you get a speedy ticket, it doesn't matter what whose car you're driving, it goes against the operator. So if I if you borrow Angie, if you borrowed my car, I let you borrow my car. Okay. And you got a speeding ticket. Yeah. It will go against you because you were the operator who had nothing to do with me. Really? Yeah. It's called That's they're scary. called they're called operator points. Oh. So whoever was driving would get the speeding ticket and also the surcharge. So the person driving would get the speeding ticket. Correct, so. because yes. they're the ones Thank who are speeding. You. Beautiful. Thanks, Angie. All right. Well, that was a quick hour. Thank you very much for coming out on this hot night. At least you got some free AC. And some AC, right. And beautiful AC awesome. in here, right? <laughs> <laughs> Corporate AC. All right. So you know how cool it was to be able to ask questions of a dude who knows all about insurance? Wasn't that awesome? So you didn't have to wonder or go online or ask somebody you don't know. That's kind of the benefit of a an independent insurance agent. You 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 have this knowledge that when things pop up or before they pop up or after they pop up, you can talk to somebody that you know 100% knows what's going on. Also, in many cases, we didn't have time for it today, but an independent insurance agent can recommend add-ons that are maybe great for you that cost very little money, and sometimes an increase in coverage costs way less than you think. Is there any quick example of that? Uh, let's see. Uh, ordinance of law coverage on a homeowner's policy, very minimal cost, covers building upgrades. Which means if you, let's say you have a stone foundation, your house burns Perfect down, you've got to get a new house. They're not going to let you build a stone foundation because it's not up to code. You're so, going to have to get a new foundation. If you don't have this ordinance and lock coverage, which is cheap, you're yeah. going to be on the hook for the whole foundation. Correct. So you'd have to replace You'd have to If you didn't have ordinance of law coverage and you had a fire... You, you would have to pay to remove your old foundation and put a new foundation in. All right. Chris Russo is awesome. He's the best. R-U-S-S-O. Christopher R. Russo, he's the boss at his own operation over there in Medway on Milford Street in Medway. Christopher Russo, R-U-S-S-O. InsureWithRusso.com, right? Yes, correct. All right. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. It's WBZ. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.